something that you would run to the mailbox for. When she's reading okay, the guys. magazine, I know not to bother her. Have All right, we're about to fire this bitch up. That was the pre-show. A lot of things happened during what I am now calling the pre-show. Uh, but we're going to fucking, we're going to heighten it up here. We're going to talk about how TV is really failing to cover these new fucking, these new things that have come to light. And it's all because of the goddamn NCAA tournament. But welcome to the real show, everybody. We'll see you on the other side of the, the new intro slash real intro. DVD player with remote control. Free with your paid subscription. This is just so hard to believe that with one subscription, I'm going to get something this great. It's a great deal. Treat yourself. From Atlanta, We're storming the Capitol. It's a revolution. What color I see? Then you maintain the status. December 7th, night. And a question a psychopath. I love you so badly. I got me. Now we're starting the show. I came on a couple, an hour and a half ago, started what I thought was the show, but a uh, few interruptions happened. A lot of things happened. I had a whole thing planned. Baseball had just gotten announced that it was coming back. I was going to turn on the TV. They got to be covering baseball coming back. That's huge news. Um, and then as I'm doing that, I get a message from president of the chat. And listener of the show, James Bailey, Khalil Mack has now been traded from the Bears. My Chicago Bears trade Khalil Mack to the San Diego or the Los Angeles Chargers. I'm going to get to watch Khalil Mack play again now. Uh, So a lot of flustering. Then the toilet guy, I I said during the pre-show, I might get an interruption from the guy to fix our toilet. That happened. It was just a rough go. But welcome in, everybody. We're here to start the actual show. Um, I'm trying to do it. I got a new thing planned here, everybody. Welcome in, everybody, to the show. Hey, Keith Paisel's podcast. You know what it is. We're going to watch TV and talk about the world and ourselves through what is on television. It's live action Beavis and Butthead. Some people stream themselves watching video games. I stream myself watching TV. Why? Because I think it's fun. Time to spend eternity pushing a Got classic a commercials from 1999 on here. But let's go. Uh, let's go to the. Let's go through the streams here. Let's see what's going on on cable. So we got big sports stuff going on. I think that's the talk of the town right now, uh, as far as what's exciting. So we'll go to the sports stations and see. So like I said, we had a wind advisory. We had baseball from- coming back. We had Khalil Mack being traded, so I go pop on the TV thinking, oh, they must be covering the absolute fuck out of this, and then they're not. They're showing the NCAA tournament, Uh, the the screamy boys over on Fox News are talking about the Dallas Cowboys. Oh, no. 
There's no sports content. The filters don't work. Get the fuck out of here. There we go. Let's see if Sports Center's finally gotten their ass under them and has given us a little fucking little shit to make fun of. Again, no one cares about the NCAA tournament. The second betting became legal, uh, people just, you don't need to bet on the NCAA tournament anymore. That was always the secret betting thing. You get your NCAA tournament pool. That's where the print media is going to kill the NCAA tournament. You're no longer going to be able to watch your fucking print out your pools. Jimmy Beheim, what do you know him? Syracuse has had that coach where he's so good, you know he's doing illegal shit. It doesn't fucking matter. He's been good from that spot all day long. It's a two possession game. Roach had nine Wonder how many of these kids are going to have to fucking abort these losses because they cheated on their SATs. No good. And Duke is going to hang on to win it. Beautiful execution there. 88-79. Blue Devils advance to the ACC semifinal. Oh, is Bayheim's kid playing on? Look at that. How sad is that that it's making her cry? See, this is a this is a fucking blow to baseball. Is the biggest thing in what some might be the recent some might see is the history of baseball just happened. They just fucking had a 99-day labor dispute. It just got brought back and they're fucking going on about Boston College against the University of Miami. See what the Daily Wager is talking about. I'll kick things off here, or tip things off, I should say. Oh, kick's a little aggressive. Tim is saying there. Wow. I heard that voice. You heard the kick. Then you bring it back. You didn't expect to see that guy. You see that face. Or here, let me go fucking so you can see his face. You, let me just show you see that guy's face hear his voice this guy sounds like a fucking nerd this guy sounds like ben simmons's emotions but in seven career games against Drummond, Embiid's team has won six times, and he's averaged 27 points per. So Embiid has dominated. Embiid scares me. You know, you just stand by him, and you feel his presence. Jokic has kind of been balling lately in the MVP race, and Giannis has perked up a little bit in the MVP race. So what a time to deliver. Oh, blue tuxedo guy is just like the things we say about you in the old commentator locker room beard yet so pay the over on that prop uh if i'm going to give you something tonight i'm going to go to Embiid as well but it's going to be over on his assists two and a half very juicy at my he dresses like the level of gayness that the guy next to him talks lock this fucking chair in here Flips this number in four of the five games that Harden has started, and the one he didn't, he still had two assists. So he's got. A Do we got goal. no wagers on the fucking on baseball coming back? Let's go to the Dodgers channel. Hopefully the, surely the local Dodgers MLB shit is coming back, and they're excited that baseball's coming back. He's a big piece. No, we got fucking Dave Roberts talking about losses. I need some current sports coverage here. You're killing me. This is why we pay for cable. Why have a 24-7 sports? Here we go. One of the good things. Isn't that I still have a job. He looks like he's about to cry. Gives our players an opportunity. This is huge. Live coverage of Rob Manfred's press conference. On what their workplace and the game is going to look like. Going Welcome forward. to the show. This is what it's and all about, everybody. They took full opportunity um, 
to provide that input during these negotiations. Um, our I was stuffed into a locker. They gave me a swirly in the toilet. Uh, and I, we just had to, to accept their demands. Process. These players are bullies. Looking forward, I could not be more excited about the future of our game. Uh, You're the only one, buddy. We have an tr- opportunity in front of us. I think it's an opportunity that we need to work with the players to fully seize. Um, but I think that some of the things in the agreement are really, really important in that regard. Um, I think the expanded playoff format will bring postseason. It will make it so where teams don't have to try to win. Uh, We're going to counter tanking by making it to where teams that tank could also make the playoffs. It'll give our fans. I love how I'm shitting on that when my Chicago Cubs are just so piss poor right now and are really going to benefit from this 12 team playoff. And maybe most important is the agreement that we reached with the MLBPA on rule changes. Um, I love our game. I hate unions. I love the game. Since I've been commissioner, I've talked about the need uh, to make changes in some of our rules to enhance the entertainment. Look, you know know this is stressing me out because I'm not even wearing a tie. I did this motion so much that I just took the tie off. We can work with the players to make sure that we make Good rule changes that works for our fans, works for our players. Rob Manfred sounds like someone who just got yelled at by a principal. And it's just like, these are the things you're going to say to the people. You almost killed our fucking game. have to acknowledge two groups. Um, our labor... Pop- the blacks and the Latinos, who without them, our game would be just a field of pre-World War II fat white people. Uh, and Ron Fowler... Did a phenomenal job, um, devoted lots and lots of hours um, to what was a long and protracted process. Now we're cooking with gas. And then last, uh, Dan Hallam and the labor relations staff, um, their dedication uh, to making... Why are you giving it up to the labor relations staff? This took the longest it possibly could. Did a great job in this negotiation. All right, thank you, Commissioner. All right, thank you. Now we can go back to covering basketball that no one cares about except for people that have Norm McDonald levels of gambling issues. So here we go. Expansion of playoffs. Double headers will be nine innings and regular extra inning rule. Oh, yeah, so the seven inning double header was shit. Uh, National League adopts the DH. I think that's going to be the most fun. Again, they didn't adopt my live predator on the field rule. Uh, I firmly believe that if you want to make baseball interesting, you place a live deadly predator onto the field after the seventh inning stretch and they have to avoid the predator. You know, maybe it's a giant gator that'll be easy to avoid. Sometimes it's easy stuff. Sometimes you release maybe two or three scorpions that you then have to. And even as fans, the scorpions could somehow get into the crowd. Everyone has to be on their toes. These are the things I'm looking at for fucking how to make the game better and Kyrie Irving look there immediately all they care about after this is Ben Simmons's depression no one fucking cares um what else here um what what am I let's go to some fucking playlist stuff here uh what did Colin Coward have to say about any of this did this did any of this happen on Colin's watch is what I want to know he missed out on all this bullshit for the NCAA tournament 
Let's spell Colin. How do you spell Colin? C-O-L-I-N. Can't spell Colin without the first two letters of lie. Right? No, he's not a liar. He's just a backpedler. And a swindler. So I gotta start one. I gotta go... The, the, you, the Roku YouTube layout is just a mess. We're going to go to his channel, see what his newest videos are. Um, latest videos. I need the latest videos, Colin. Come on, here we go. Uploads. He hasn't up uploaded anything in a day. So Colin doesn't have any new fucking pearls and wisdoms on anything that's going on. What did he say about Carson Rents? Here, let's talk about him and Nick Wright. Nick Wright's a funny-looking troll here. Hey, co-host, first things first, got a new podcast. What's right with Nick Wright? First episode. I love his jingles, though. He's got the most, the jingles that just have nothing to do with his show. Thanks for that, buddy. Yeah, you got a new podcast out there. Very exciting. Yeah, I do. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, Thanks for and I got cocaine here and this little neckerchief in my pocket. I got... Molly in there. I'm gonna do it with your daughter. Me and your daughter do Molly, Colin. I don't know if you knew that. More, buddy. Oh, okay. But go ahead. Where are we starting? We'll get that there in a second. So let's just start. Aaron Rodgers. Listen, he wanted the money. People tell you yeah. what they want with their choices. It's not the best weapons. Yep. They don't have it. <laughs> Look, Nick. I've had. I've been having a backpedal all morning because I sold people so hard that Aaron Rodgers was supposed to go to the Denver Broncos, and I and I I refused to look like a fool. So now I'm going to switch all of my opinions around and make it look like that I knew all along that he was going to stay in Green Bay, even though I didn't. I was fucking stumping for him to go to the Broncos. Smart things. Well, you say a lot of things. Some of them are smart. <laughs> One of the smartest things I've heard you say in the last year was that essentially Aaron Rodgers needs to throw more interceptions. And I thought about it when you said it, that he is so, you said. Yeah, that, that was is, one thing Colin did have a good point is he was saying that Rodgers, you kind of get a, a val, a gauge of how Rodgers feels about his career is that he kind of knows he's never going to win a championship because he's always going for the efficiency points now. Cause he knows like, Oh, I'm the guy who doesn't throw interceptions. So rather than risk it and maybe win a Super Bowl, I'll just be Mr. No Interception Guy. Next year will be different. Would actually be if his interception numbers go up a little bit. More risk. I want to see him taking more chances. Yes. I, it, a little more risk. Let's go to this one. People that are really talented are not afraid of obstacles. When Netflix went to streaming and started taking over the world. Here's my favorite. Colin thing. So Colin likes to waste time by trying to compare something in sports to something in business. So he's going to spend two minutes explaining the evolution of ooh, excuse me, of streaming services in relation to this. This is how desperate. Just shorten the show, Colin. You don't need to do three hours every day. Just do it. However. I think we're beholden to these TV schedules too much, and it really is making the content suffer. You know, rather than ha saying this is your three-hour-a-day guy, just say, you know, Colin's going to pop in every day, and he might do three hours, he might do one, but it's going to be weird. He's going to talk about how he's weirded out by the black guys that date his daughter. Uh, but, you know, you don't have to do all this fucking Netflix and Jeff Bezos. Listen to this. 
Were they the only company that did it? Jeff Bezos and Amazon said, no, 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 get me into that game. Get me into that game, Amazon Prime. Disney said, let's go buy Hulu. Get us into that game. What does that have to do with the picture of the guy behind you, Colin? You're losing track. Great ones aren't afraid of obstacles. Joy Taylor is just being like, Jesus Christ, this should be my job. As long as they have weapons. And that's why Amazon Prime and Paramount and Hulu and Peacock, they're all spending big money to get the right actors and the right directors and the right producers. If you're afraid of great competition, if you're afraid of Netflix, you're not. Who's afraid of Netflix? Are there people like you fucking, you go to their house and you threaten them, they're not doing something you want them to do and you go, I'll do it. I'll go to the menu and you fucking hover over the Netflix icon there. When I was a kid, I was afraid of uh, Eric Stoltz in the movie Mask. Other people, I would freak out. Anytime I'd see that long fucking fucked up face, I'd freak out. Are there people who do that with Netflix? Are people afraid of Netflix? Not great. The great brains, the great business models, they just want the ammunition and they'll, they'll pay for it. People weren't afraid of Netflix either. Like even like Blockbuster's famous for turning down Netflix. They weren't afraid of streaming. They just thought it wasn't going to take off. It's like the internet. No one thought the internet. Colin probably shat on the internet when it first came out. Were you afraid of the internet, Colin? Colin, Russell Wilson, going to that division. Scary. Yeah, because Aaron Rodgers playing in that crappy division has really helped him out in the playoffs, hasn't it? I thought it was his logical choice. I thought that was the logical choice for him to go was to stay in the NFC North. There's so much. He flip-flops within the flip-flop within the flip-flop. It really is an entertaining conundrum. I feel like streaming every day just to cover how Colin covers stuff. You want to play in a Power 5 conference? The SEC doesn't seem to hurt their teams. They all win the national championships every other year. Let's talk about what a tough division he joined. It's funny, Matt Stafford... He he sounds like he's yelling at me for like leaving the door open all day. Like I feel like I'm getting scolded. I feel like be when I was high and my stepdad yelled at me for leaving the door open and that black people could come in. This is like how I'm feeling. Went to the Rams he's a like significant lecturing you cuz Russell Wilson was traded. Covered a division and won a Super Bowl. Didn't hurt his career much, did it? Let's look at the AFC West. Ooh, the Raiders. Last 19 years. Two playoff appearances. Lost both. Colin Coward, I guarantee you, was fucking jerking off his wad to David Carr at some point. Pull me up. I wish I had a producer here right now to pull me up week eight or nine NFL and what he was talking about the Raiders then. You fucking liar. Dysfunctional even last year. Poorest owner in the NFL. Yeah, but he's still, what does that even mean? Poorest owner in the NFL. Poor fucking Mark Davis only has $498 million. Last year, narrow wins over average teams. But they beat the Colts, who, because they lost to the Jags, didn't make the playoffs. That's a big obstacle. Just teach sports. He should just teach sports at college. He just wants to be a prof. Give Joy Taylor your job. What about the Chargers? Oh, yeah, their head coach, Brandon Staley, has five total years in his life coaching in the NFL. They, in the last 12 years, have won 10 or more games. Say that to his face, though, Colin. I'm sure you've had Brendan, Brandon Staley on, and what did you say? You used to have Matt Nagy on, and you would fucking suck on his knob 
And then fucking the second he, his offenses start failing, you talk about how he's not the right coach. He's the right coach when he's on your show. Brandon Staley's this fucking numbers genius when he's on your show. But when you have to prove about how you were wrong about Aaron Rodgers going to the Broncos, you all of a sudden have to flip every single thing you've talked about for the last year. Games <clears throat> once. And what have we ever thought? The Super Bowl goes through the Chargers. Haven't they always been talented but let us down? They're not a big... I distinctly remember Colin Coward saying that the Chargers were going to be the new team. That That's how good Justin Herbert is. He's the new Tom Brady. He's going to be the guy. You put Herbert in the right place, he's going to coast you through. Not anymore. Big clutch organization. They're just talented. You really broke Colin's heart, Green Bay. You really fucked over Colin. They were talented with Dan Fouts. They were talented with Philip Rivers and LaDainian Tomlinson. And they're talented with Justin Herbert. But they never rise in the moment like the Baltimores of our life. They shrink. And then there's... The Baltimores of our life? They've crashed out of the playoffs the last two years. They've won two Super Bowls in 23 years. What are... When are the... The Baltimore Ravens are this fucking image of steadfast winning in the nfl kansas city yes smartly coached smartly run smartly owned patrick mahomes a very worthy adversary no bad words here yeah russell had two of those in his division it was called mcveigh and shanahan and he made won the division four times and made the playoffs eight times in 10 years and that includes the first two years when he really wasn't russell wilson he was like the game manager with a great defense so you're going to tell me Fast forward a little bit here. Well, led a Super Bowl. Raiders done that in the last 19 years, folks. The great ones are. He just keeps going on and on about how fucking Russ is going to kill it in the AFC fucking West. Even though you can probably find tape of Colin saying nice things about every single one of those quarterbacks here in the last year. Um, so, yeah. What, what will Colin say? tomorrow guys um but what else so khalil mack got traded to uh the chargers um no one's really covering that that's really suffered because of the ncaa tournament so let's go to youtube here and see if there's anything good about khalil mack if anybody did a nice little piece here um sorry i'm typing slow here guys Think I'm spelling it wrong? YouTube does not know. Okay, here we go. Kalol Mac. I think just the YouTubers have been on it for now. CBS Sports headquarters. What did they say about it? All right, let's get some reaction to this. We've got our football guys here. Senior NFL writer Pete Prisco, two-time Super Bowl champion Brian McFadden. Pete, I'll start with you. Oh. Pete Prisco? Sounds like a guy who owns a bar in South Chicago Heights, Illinois. A Prisco's, that's actually the name of a bar. Oh, so Florio covered it. Uh, McVeigh was on. We'll go to Florio after this. What do you make of this deal? Well, I mean, obviously the Chargers would like to get somebody else on the other side of uh, Joey Bosa to be able to knock the quarterback down. When they were at their best, they had Melvin Ingram in his prime. And I love the simplistic way. You know, you got to get on there to knock the quarterback down. Yeah, let's go see what Florio thinks. That This fucking bald George Costanza guy didn't got nothing for us. Every day this week, there's been a Look at Shireen's background. I wanted to talk about this. 
So Mark Schlereth was talking to fucking Colin Coward and he had just, you can tell he had just was just playing with his kids or something. There were toys strewn about just throwing his memorabilia around, really disrespecting him as a father. Really, you really get a sense of the command Mark Schlereth has around his household. He'll say he's a playful father. You know, I let him do whatever they want. They walk all over you, Schlereth. So he had a disgusting background. And I really enjoy the people that Florio has on because you can tell the last minute people like Shireen Williams over here. She's not a uh, she's not like normally a on air person. She's a writer. So when Florio called her on, she was just like, oh, I just got my CD collection and my printer in the background. I got to throw Mike. She threw Mike Florio's book up on top of her printer. She's got a little football there. She's got a Roger Staubach jersey. That's probably not even hers. And then look at Florio. He's got a pretend brick wall behind him. Got a tracksuit. PFT tracksuit. Just came in off the fucking treadmill making money. Prize between the time we go off the air at 9 Eastern on PFT Live and... <laughs> Come back on the air at 5 Eastern on PFTPM. The Bears finalizing a trade that would send Khalil Mack to the Chargers. Remember last year there was a story at one point that the Raiders called about trading for Khalil Mack. So yeah. this has kind of been floating around as a possibility. And with a new regime in Chicago between Ryan Poles, the GM. Mack See, here's what you can right away, though. You know fucking Florio is straight up. Three minutes and 45 seconds. Colin would make this into 10 minutes. He'd make a reference to fucking, you know tax breaks and about how you know he'd make some sort of fucking geopolitical fucking business reference about the cardboard industry or something like that he would fucking wax poetic for wax poetic he'd fucking wax on for like 45 minutes he the head coach they decide that the time has come to move on for a guy they invested a ton of money into draft pick compensation matt eberflus is like i thought he was the return of the mac khalil mac I thought he was the guy from, you know, Richard Pryor, Mac, the pimp. When I found out he was that I wasn't going to have an actual pimp on my defense, I figured we can probably move this guy for a second round pick. All in all, I don't want to say it was a failure, but it didn't deliver what they were hoping. They were hoping for a throwback to the days of the 85 yeah. Bears with Khalil Mack as the cornerstone. And that Khalil Mack had that one good season. His first rip with the Bears was really incredible. And then you had the the Khalil Mack doing well but then you also had the one good Trubisky year happen at the same time but yeah I agree that the Khalil Mack thing probably didn't work out even though if you're arguing that the Bears didn't necessarily get back because this is before the trade got finalized so we can say on top of this video that they got two second round picks one this year one next year and a six round pick I believe right um so that's not a bad haul for a guy that didn't work out and ended up being kind of injury prone um, but I will say that the fans off the jump are probably going to say it's disappointing just because you gave up so much for him however many years ago. So you kind of want something like that in return. But let's finish it out. Clearly here. didn't happen. They got a couple playoff appearances that he helped them achieve. But all in all, th this did not go the way that they hoped it would go when they made that major investment. No, absolutely not, Mike. When you look at 2018, his first year with the Bears was his last All-Pro uh, vote at time, time he got first team all pro and the last time he had double digit sacks and he's just missed a lot of time since then with injuries and hasn't been as productive as the Bears had hoped when they gave up all that compensation in draft and in money uh, to, to get Khalil Mack and then to pay him and, and so it just hasn't worked out quite like they had hoped it would. And Shireen looks like she had to go through like the quick 
fucking beauty the uh, uh league of their own beauty school before florio would let her on the air like you can just see a day where shireen just had the the matted hair and just no makeup on that face yeah, look at the afc west though man it is lit when you think of all the players a day after the broncos go get see look at this funny this is a perfect contrast of people who know what the fuck they're talking about versus colin coward who just fucking bullshits you all day She's just talking about how loaded the fucking AFC West is. West, though, man, it is lit when you think it's lit, Colin. The AFC West is lit, says two people that actually know what the fuck they're talking about. All the players. These people were actually in sports fucking forever. Colin Coward was fucking covering the Utah Jazz on Entertainment Tonight 20 years ago. A day after the Broncos go get Russell Wilson, which will become finalized next week. Guess what? The Chargers go and get another pass rusher, and that's they need it. Bosa and Khalil Mack will be a great tandem there with the Chargers to try to go against these quarterbacks they're going to face twice each year in that AFC West. Yeah, Derek Carr gets to see his old friend Khalil Mack. They Derek Carr, shit quarterback, according to Colin Coward. Entered in the same draft class in 2014. Mack is the fifth overall pick. Carr as the fifth pick in round two. And that was a year that Mark Davis was pushing for Derek Carr to be that fifth overall pick. They ended up getting both guys, but now they're going to be together again twice per year competing against each other. The AFC West gets stronger. The AFC gets stronger. You take one of the best pass rushers still out there and you slide. See, it's final. The AFC West is stronger. It's fine. It's not this big fucking Netflix, Amazon Prime conundrum that Colin wants to tell you. Everyone got better. The Packers stayed good. There's no fucking item from the nfc to the afc whoever's left in the nfc last one there please turn the light off because that conference all in all is draining <laughs> talent toward the afc 16 and a half million dollar cap charge am i right no i'm wrong wait a minute there's, there's no cap charge on trading him it looks like with the trade there's nothing he's got a 5.5 million dollar roster bonus the signing bonus has been fully allocated so the bears got rid of his money that's huge that's huge because now maybe we can sign some fucking bum in free agency to fucking not have us be shit. The Bears are going to be so bad. I'm just hoping for a full on fields fucking Luke Getzey fucking sex fest on field. Not just offense. I want them to butt fuck on camera. So this is an easy move for them to make. Oh, wait a minute. It's already post trade. I think that they've already taken their cap. I need it. looks like a $14.6 million cap charge. They've already updated the information at spotrack.com to show the trade, even though the trade's not official until next Wednesday. I don't know why you would do all this before the trade's official, but there is- It's official, Florio. This is lawyer Florio covering his track. He knows the legal things he has to do with reporting news. It's official. Cap charge for the Bears to move on, but they save money they otherwise would have paid him. The Chargers take on his contract. They've got him under contract for three seasons, and now we see what they do. They've got Joey Bosa signed. They got a lot of money invested in pass rushers, and it's important. Because in this league, you got to have a great quarterback, and the Chargers do. And you got to have great players who can affect the quarterback, and the Chargers do, especially with Mac. All right. So that's what Florio said. Oh, what did Stephen A. Smith have to say about this? Defensive end Khalil Mack to the Chargers. Our sources telling Adam Schefter picks are going to be involved. More details coming in a moment from Shefty Khalil Mack. Played only seven games for the Bears this past season, but he recorded six sacks in those games. In his fourth season in Chicago, Mack had 
36 sacks. Uh, some note, though, in that first year, he was in double digits. The last three years, he has not been in double digits. Uh, Adam, so here we are with the AFC West once again. Another big name, and now we get to see Khalil Mack paired up on the other side with an Abosa brother. What other details do you have about this trade? Well, Kevin, we have the compensation now, which you just come in. Adam Schefter, I just got off the phone. I was just, you know, having a meeting with the owners because they write my articles like we found out. And then no one actually talked about it, especially Pat McAfee, because I actually have to be on his show. And he, he has no fucking integrity and doesn't want to call me the fucking clown I am. Uh, or maybe I'm being wrong. I don't think Schefter's been on his show since all that happened. So maybe McAfee is one of the good ones in this, but no one called out Adam Schefter for being a goddamn fucking piece of shit crook of a journalist. And essentially, it looks like the Chargers are sending a 2022... He's been relegated to still picture. They won't even fucking put Schefter on Zoom anymore. They've tubined him. How CNN didn't fire Tubin for jerking off? They've tubined Adam Schefter for lying about his stories. Or for letting owners approve of his information. Second round pick and a 2023 sixth round pick to Chicago in exchange for Khalil Mack. That looks like it's going to be the trade. And so uh, that's the situation right now. Khalil Mack will be headed back to the AFC West to team with Joey Bosa. That'll be the trade if and when it comes down. The Bosa boys, and they love the team. They love the team up factor of it. They're going to team up. It's going to be a fucking. A hoot over there in San Diego with Bosa and Mac, the new fucking Malcolm and Eddie over there. Um, yeah, so that's the sports stuff. I think that's made that's you and then we got NCAA tournament stuff happening, but it's the early rounds and you know, nobody gives a shit. Except for, you're just ruining Judge Judy for people, to be quite honest with you. Let's see if they fucking ruin Judge Judy. They know better. Andre? Johnson. Your first name? Mario. Look at Judge Judy. Getting hotter every 15. year. How old are you? Maybe I'm getting older and I'm just attracted to older broads every year, but yes. you'd put one to Judge Judy you right you there. How about the chat? Would you stick one to Judge Judy? Or have you ever been to Andre's house? Only once. When? I don't remember the date. Recently? No. A while ago? Yeah, you could say that. Were you there as an invited guest? Did yes. you go to a party? It was an invited guest. You remember that? No. You don't remember? No. Did you ever have a party at your house? No, ma'am. Was he ever at I don't know what a party is. Were you ever at his house? Yes. Only to be beat up because I'm a dork and I don't have parties. It'd be a while ago, ma'am. How long ago? A month? I don't know. I'm autistic, so time is really irrelevant to me unless I'm looking at trains. I don't know time. Just hanging out. And when you say hanging out, you were hanging out with who else? Just him, Your Honor. Just Mario? Yes. You play video games? Just Mario? Again with the Mario. His name is Mario, Judy. Mario. Years. More than five or less than five? Around like five. Just a moment, five. And those times hanging around. Just hanging around watching TV. Yes. Watching Dragon Ball Z, the uncut ones that have a little bit of nudity in it. Mario Ramirez, that's the face of a boy that is going to fucking kill someone in the Antelope Valley here soon. Are you, you telling me that you were at Mario's house after the accident? No. Was he at your house after the accident? I believe he was. I wasn't there. I believe he was. I don't know. I was off my meds that keep me regulated, and I went out to cause mass murder in my neighborhood in the Antelope Valley. He just um, he just showed up with the mom to complain about the accident. Oh, that's the only oh, time he came. Yeah. So I'm going to ask you again. You used to hang out in Mario's house. 
Why was he never a guest in your He's like, stop calling me Mario. It's Mario. My name is Mario. That's why. Your mom didn't like him. Yes. Okay. Did your mom know that you were going Ooh, what to- what did this little dork do to the car? Just a second. Did you tell your mom that you were at his house hanging out? Yes, because even though she didn't trust him, I did. I felt like- Andre. He's just so cool, and he has severed raccoon heads in his- house and i was going to teach him how to taxidermy them because i'm looking up taxidermy on youtube now the reason that mario didn't come out the mom is just sitting there embarrassed as fuck old fucking uh andre's mom does not want to be there so you would go to his house yes did you tell you took off a day of work for this bullshit is my question your mother didn't like him as a friend for you that would yeah the judge pootie tank that's hilarious in my house so i could sort of know what was going on rather than my son going to his house. So I'm going to ask you again. Don't try to figure don't out where Don't lie I'm to going. me, you Did fucking... Oh, I want to say a racial slur so bad. Let's go to the bane of my existence here. Let's get into some TV League stuff here. What do we do? Tell Missy she can't What go? show to make fun of better during the TV League than Young Sheldon? So we actually have some live shit going on here um, that we'll be going over. Um, I'll do a run up here of the whole division here. Oh, is that fucking... Uh, all these shows are based on nostalgia now. Even like the people I love, like Crow's doing his show. And really the thing that's going to get it greenlit is the fact that it's in the 90s. Like... At the end of the day, it doesn't matter how great a show is. There are shows that are great based on the substance of it. Your Wires, your Breaking Bads, your Sopranos. Those are good character studies. But really, you need a good era for a show. I guarantee you when they went into Greenlight Young Sheldon, they said, like, we're gonna, we want to do a show that's not as sitcom-y, that doesn't have the live studio audience. It's all about Sheldon as a kid. And they were all scratching their heads. And then the guy went, it's going to take place in the 80s. And they went, oh, we can do something with that. We can play Tears for Fears for multiple episodes. The importance of being neighborly. <sighs> oh, that kid is large. Poor kid. That kid had to get... They told him the lie. They were like, no, you got the role because you're a good actor. And he's just like, no, you gave it to me because I'm large and in charge. They were like, they, they fucking gassed him up in the fucking, while he was auditioning. They're just like, what a talented young actor. And then they cuddle up and they're like, this kid's cheeks are going to jiggle so wonderfully on camera. We're going to light them so well. He's going to look so fat. It's going to be hilarious. And that's what I want to talk about today. Being a good neighbor. How do we love our neighbors? I feel like every man in this show is a closeted homosexual. Except for Sheldon's dad. He fucking rummages through puss. Some of the Romans thought he was a little weird. But if you invite him into your heart, you get to go to the biggest party of all. The one in the sky. One in the sky. Oh, the party in the sky. Fine. He means heaven. I love I think they thought that having an autistic kid as a character on TV would be quirky and then you find out no it's just annoying like jokes are jokes because like you get that it's a joke but when you also have a little autistic boy uh being like fucking shattering the illusion for you 
I don't like it. Some people might find that funny. I don't. I don't find neuro aid neurotypical people funny. I don't find them a gas on sitcoms. Um, so we're going to go through some new standings and then we will even do some live updating. I got a couple days of some stuff here so we can get some live updates. Uh, we can also watch The Courtship. So we had two. We had a season debut and a series debut. The Courtship and Transplant debuted. The Courtship is this new wild show. I'm going to put this on right now. So uh, this debuted at a terrible rating, 988,000, sitting dead last in the fucking uh, TV League standings here at 222. Um, let's go over to Peacock. I'm sure it's on Peacock. I got popped hard. I got to limit how much of this we watch versus make fun of because I got fucking popped for copyright when I was watching that Law and Order shit. But hopefully I've done enough reversing. Bust down. A lot of good, uh, a lot of good originals coming up. We're going to have to do a Peacock deep dive here. Really? Do we not have the courtship up yet? I'm going to have to spell it. We got to spell it again. They make you spell. That's how young kids, how did you learn how to spell on the search mode on Peacock? The, oh, you got to go all the way over here. Should have just started with courtship. God damn it, Keith. You're so stupid. Nope, you hit an L. The clit. Can you find the clit on Peacock? Hopefully that just works. Oh, there we go. Not doing well. It's not even number one in the search. COU, it should come up. That means no one's watching it. The, the COU for County in Real Housewives came up before the courtship. So, Leah, let's watch season one, episode one. So, this is a dating show where they pretend that it's Victorian times. Um, and I don't, I don't know if they have to be in character. That'll be an added bit of bonus here. Uh, but this show's sitting dead last. Um, let's scroll up here. Oh, I don't want to. There's a lot of shit coming out on Peacock. And by shit, I mean it's ass. Austin movie like we're in a fairy tale and along with that no you're not in a Jane Austen movie you're a delusional human being is falling in love I just want to build a perfect scenario for my life something unrealistic so I can be delusional for six months and then hopefully I'll meet a guy and we'll break up in two weeks in the search for true love looking for your future may lie in the past Bonsoir, oh, God. Join us what if they just fucking brought out corpses for her to fucking they were like may lie in the past we've lined up a series of skeletal structures of famous people from victorian times and she needs to have sex with all of them breathtaking journey as one lady is sent back in time miss remy you didn't send her back in time how could you be a part of this and fucking go along with it you didn't send anyone back in time Come off it. 
along with 16 eligible suitors for a once-in-a-lifetime experience. I'm ready to fall in love. I'm ready for someone to love me. I just don't want to sit alone and eat lean cuisines all day. I to show you why I am the one. No. They're making people dress up and talk funny. No sleep timer. I don't want the sleep timer. What are you doing, TV? Can the old ways of courtship lead to new... No. Of ...looking for your future may lie in the past. Oh no, this is going to be great. I'm ready to fall in love. I'm ready for something. Look how they make this guy me. act. I'm going to show you why I am the one. I am going to show you. What if you fall in love with this pretend Greek fucking black dude who feeds you grapes and then you go home and he's just like, oh yeah, by the way, my name's Albert and that's not me. Can the old ways of courtship lead to new everlasting love? Hey, Aponte's here. We got multiple people. Yeah, we're going solo. I'm going to be here. Alicia's going to be home late, so... Or Larry. I got to bleep that out. ...transported back to the most romantic era in history. That of 19th century England. Back when you can rape with impunity and courtships were something that were forced and really over land more than love. You know, the most romantic era where women were just getting babies yanked out of their womb for the simple pleasure of 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 a, extending a bloodline that is incestuous anyway. This was not the most romantic era. You just, the clothes were romantic, but underneath those clothes was pure trauma. And just as in Jane Austen's times, her heroine will be joined by her court. Her parents... I have to think of... The these poor fucking parents. Look at that guy. I fucking worked double time in the fucking chemical factory for this to dress up like fucking Morgan Freeman in Pride and Prejudice. Of things. What do you know about her that would keep your marriage long-lasting? Bloody hell. That's intense. Her best friend and her sister. I'm gonna be a wrecking ball. It is my sister's heart. Oh, these bitches were ready to fucking go. I'm gonna be the most annoying human being fucking ever on this show. So, we can show you the door. Dating in the 2020s is hard. I know that you're not here for me. But it turns out dating in the 1820s was bloody difficult too. Yeah, because there was no dating in the 1820s. You just snagged a girl like the Wile E. Coyote. You just went and picked. It was like fucking how Japanese people can buy underwear in the automat. You just go and you put a quarter in and you buy it. Dating. Dating didn't exist. Courting was just selling your daughter to a lord. One strike? What kind of game is this? Will the fairy tale end in heartbreak? You Most fucking certainly. I have to be with her last night. You're hiding this from her family. There's no such thing in Victorian times, bro. You put the head in. You're not supposed to put the head in. Like some air. How the f did he find out? Or will our leading lady find her happily ever after? I mean, why not do the dating show with, you can make them dress up like this, but just let them be real people. Yes. <laughs> it's scary feeling feelings for multiple people. Like it's, it's, it's going to be so exciting to date you with electricity. That's going to be the most exciting part. 
the courtship, ladies and gentlemen. This really looks pathetic. Spend the rest of your life with. Are you ready? Never been. What if at the end of the day she goes through her whole thing and it's just the dad choosing? Like that's that that would be the the true courtship. Is she goes through this whole fucking journey of banging all these dudes, fucking getting fed grapes, and then at the end of the day, the dad's just like, "Well, this guy paid me more money, so you're gonna date that dorky blonde who plays cricket at the beginning." I know it's him, and I've known it all along. I really have. Tell him, don't start at the beginning. Go back like 40 minutes. The beginning was awful. It was a terrible pre-show and things didn't get really firing until about an hour and 15 minutes into the stream. So you start watching from right now, goddammit. I cannot believe I'm here. I've never done anything like this before in my whole life. No shit, because most people don't dress up and pretend like it's 1850 and date. No one's ever done anything like this because it's sad and pathetic. I am 26 years old. I'm I made mean, NBC fucking pay for a horse-drawn carriage for this bullshit. Engineer in Seattle. What did she say she does? Is that small town girl? Are they playing a Victorian harp fucking version of small town girl by fucking Journey? Just a small town girl. Delusional in She thinks she's gonna date a guy in a Jane Austen novel. She's delusional. I've never done anything like this before in my whole life. I am 26 years old. I'm a software engineer in Seattle. Software engineer. Why don't you fucking build your own meta boyfriend? You can fucking live in the meta universe. You don't have to embarrass us by w watching your bullshit. I had my heart broken. The guy that I fell in love with, he didn't love me. Oh, there's probably another episode of Reacher. And instead of running away from that feeling... I've decided to pick myself up and be like, you know what? You should chase that feeling of love. Chase it where? What are you chasing besides fucking cosplaying? This is a fucking LARP. You're LARPing for love. Because it's so worth it. Oh my gosh. <gasps> oh my gosh. Yeah, build a computer. That's what fucking, uh, uh, fucking old fucking, uh, the River Phoenix's brother. What, the Joker built a computer and fucked it. Why don't you do it? That ended up working quite well, that relationship. <laughs> I'm jealous. Oh, this isn't real. And that's why I'm trying this whole experiment. Modern dating is not working for me. Courtship these days. Modern day relationships are just not working for me. What do you think this is going to be? Do you think they're going to let you live in this fucking... Do you think you're marrying a juke right now? This is pathetic doesn't happen it's really like picking you up on a dating app and there's not the romance that you're looking for <laughs> well yeah because the romance you're looking for isn't real look at this oh my god i can't believe i convinced mbc to let me do this so 
I'm ready to fall in love and find love like they did in the Jane Austen novels. Back then, it, everything meant so much more. Again, they didn't find love in the Jane Austen novels. They forced it down these women's throats, crammed it by force. Some would call it rape. Because it took time. All of this here for me. <laughs> my name's Nicole Remy, and welcome to my fairy tale. Welcome indeed. Welcome to our nightmare. And host guiding you through the intricacies of Regency life. Like the fact that in the 19th century, your family would- Blacks were not allowed, so she actually is about to be sold into slavery right now. ...turn up and interfere in your love life. Q family. Dad? We have the white girl. This is, wouldn't it be funny if the, all these were like, well, black women were peasants, so we're going to pick your white friend. Nicole! I'm excited my family's here. They know my- They're not. They're not excited about it. They're just like, maybe this will snap her back to reality. Maybe embarrassing yourself on live television is what she needs. Relationships, they've seen me fall quickly. They've seen me have my heart broken, and I want them to help me make better decisions. Mom! Oh my gosh. We're here to help Nicole find love. How are you? We're here to help Nicole find love, and she just looks around like, Jesus fucking Christ. Princess. Oh, we were hoping she would pick a boy in Philadelphia, where we actually live. Uh, but we we're here in Brookingshire to uh, you know go forward with this farce. I'm going to be looking for men who value family. It tells you something about their character. I'm also going to be looking for men who have a passion that they know where they want to go in life. Tessa, what? Oh, Tessa's coming in, fucking charging. She's a really, really Tessa comes in. She has the eyes of someone who already knows this game since high school. You are just oh, the perfect. image of beauty. How are you? She's also the person that I laugh like the most with. <laughs> she knows all sorts of Victorian remedies to give yourself an abortion. She's like the best. The party can start now. I always have just cared so deeply about Nicole's dating life and her happiness. I've always just been all up her shit all the time. I'm just a very intrusive, invasive sister, and I'm pretty much here to annoy everybody. Um, because I. Although she may be what we need here. Wouldn't it be great if just at one point in every episode, she's just the one being like, you know, this is all pretend, right? And that we're going to have to go back to Villanova and fucking live normal life. And you're going to end up being alone because you can't bring back one of these Dukes from Brookingshire in your fake fucking Victorian date. I do not want to see her get hurt in any way. Oh, she's definitely going to get Jack the Ripped. They say in the chat, what are the odds that one of these guys is Jack the Ripper? Definite, definite. They're back in time, remember, so it could be. <laughs> one really important thing is I don't introduce every guy to my parents, so this is actually a pretty big deal because I'm introducing all of them to my parents right from the start. Yeah, it's also a good thing they're not real dudes. These are fucking actors pretending to be fucking dukes. Exactly. What did you get us into? We're going to find out uh, on several episodes. But what do we say we go to something else here in the TV League standings? What else do we got? Transplant debuted. I think that's one of the, them. Their medical shows. Um, I'm scrolling up here from bottom to top to see what else made the move. Uh, American Idol debuted. It took a win. Um, it's from 177. It looks like it's going to be the new 151. Um, what did Rob say? He said to solve the murder, they can only use Sherlock Holmes technique from Scotland Yard. Yeah, exactly. Fucking dust for penny royalty. Um, what else here? 
What else? Big debuted. The Thing About Pam debuted on NBC. Let's look at The Thing About Pam here on Peacock. 2.79. I didn't update. There's, so Tuesday and Wednesday's ratings aren't in the league yet. So I figure as we watch some stuff here, um, we can update some of these scores. The Thing About Pam. Learn my lesson from last search. I'm just starting with Pam here on this one. Really, I really got to say the thing that I hate most about the future is the reaction time from button to interface. It's 2021. I can buy a severed vagina on the internet, still warm, and you can't make it to a right when I hit the button. It doesn't take a fucking millisecond. So this is the thing about Pam. This is a new weekly drama starring Winazel Wedger. This is when you know that this is when you know that the pandemic really hit celebrities hard. You got to wait till you hear this. Winazel Wedger doing TV. Probably got a big ad here at the beginning. Two nights after Christmas, clear and cold, an unhurried and contented fullness had settled on a small, quiet town in Missouri. An unobtrusive little place, sort of place that didn't make a fuss. A town called Troy. It was December 20th. Oh, you want to watch American High, guys? That'd be a fuss tonight. Troy was about to make... I mean, you only got to tell me once. That's what we'll do for the rest of the show. All right. Let's go. Or wait, let me see if it'll Chromecast. I fixed my Chromecast. Let me see if I can Chromecast this fucking mess. How's the re How's the restart going though, Bailey? Is it good? Are we good here? No, I'm I'm starting it. No, it's not gonna cast. God damn it! Got to pull it up on this screen. Sorry about the delay here, guys. I'm sure, we lost a billion listeners while I was here fucking futzing around with this. So yeah, we're gonna continue with our watch of American High. Just to do a quick recap. Um, we got some fucking kids. Suburbs of Chicago, group of rich kids, uh, one group are dorks, one group are not. The dorks are in China for their band trip, and the popular kids went to the Bahamas, and these are the exploits. Let's get back to my room, and it's 10 after curfew. Two minutes later, we heard a knock on our door. We got Dr. Heil. I knew it. it was like this is Dr. Heil. Dr. Heil loves his kids so much, to more than his family. Because his family left him. 
projectile. He's here. Scott. He's here. I would like to see him. Scott, here's your conversation partner. So where were you? Hmm? Where were you? I was upstairs. I was upstairs. Not finger banging girls. We talked about this guy. Where? This is Scott. Scott's a hunk and he doesn't know it. Because Scott's always hanging around girls, but he never gets with them. So he's probably the one that, like, Scott's hot, but he's too autistic to know it. On the eighth floor. Why were you here? I should have been here. I don't. I should have been here. Mm -hmm. Should have been here. All right. Should have been here, and I'm disappointed now. You screwed up. Okay. Mm -hmm. And you have some people upset. Okay. You got some people upset. Only Dr. Up. Heil's upset. Okay. And you have some people upset. Okay. Not right to do. Okay. Not Let's right to do. All right. I divorced my wife for you guys. She was going to leave me. She was going to stay. As long as I switched careers, she was going to stay. And I didn't. I didn't switch for her, for you guys. Just get back to your goddamn room. Don't screw up. Okay. Hey, Sorry. Stay in the room. Please go to bed. Okay. And practice your fucking oboe. And you got these sluts with Sabaro cups. Probably got that fucking, some of that, the early days of scissor here. That was my best friend. But lately, it's weird. It's almost like, as of now, she's a stranger. Part of me was like a little jealous that Jenny had all. So she's mad that her and her friends went to the Bahamas and her friend fucking hoed the fuck out while she was in the Bahamas. I thought we were just going to go and like read library books, but you know, she went and sucked deck like immediately. She was sucking cack all that time with her, but I found no desire in getting wasted. No desire in getting wasted. This is minute by minute of American high. Looking for guys hook up with it just like it wasn't appealing to me it's clued in it's like because i don't like brown people and all these guys are brown even my parents might be they have no clue oh, just the what the hell goes on here like the fact that we're not in bed by like 1 30 when we back my parents don't even know like we've gotten abortions like i've gotten seven abortions since we've been down here and my parents are never gonna know home like that's our go out time is like the control. fact that we're not in bed at five is kind of scary i need to do my own thing sometimes that's hard for people to understand they think it's like a diss towards them <laughs> all right <laughs> How big was a moment of that when you could smoke a cigarette? <laughs> that is the face of a woman who does not know that she is currently pregnant. <laughs> Here we go. This is where kids are captured and sold on the dance floor. This is where the fucking sex markets really make their fucking work. There was all these beautiful girls. Like, that's awesome. Welcome to Taken. No one's respecting anyone or their space. The guys just really want to hook up with girls right now. Look how traumatized she is, dude. She's been essayed and arred so much that night. We had no other. Just really, no one. If you want to know, fuck the Me Too movement. Fuck a hashtag. If you want to know what sexual assault does. Respecting anyone or their space. The guys. Look at those eyes.
That is the eyes of fucking sexual trauma. I just really want to hook up with girls right now. We had no authority. Oh, was that the minute? Did the minute end? Yeah. We had no curfew. Every night it was just, you had somewhere to go, people to be with. No, you had one place to go. You went to that one club and banged that one guy. You thought there was so many places because you were blacked out. I'm so hammered, I got caught in the undertow. I know, forever! And they're stepping, like, going crazy. Alright, we're filming youth fucking nude now. Yourself. Your girls are legal, right? I could film you getting dressed. Watching one after the other, our friends come down and be like, "You will not believe this," and be like, and like, two different. How crazy was it last night? It was the sketchiest. That gay guy's just like, "Fuck yeah, dude!" And I gave everyone the drugs to keep it going. Fuck yeah, there was sexually assaults happening, and I was in charge of all of that. James Bailey in the chat says, I got appendicitis when my eighth grade class went to Washington, D.C. Yeah, you get a different kind of appendicitis here in the Bahamas. It's the appendicitis developed from another fucking man's sperm. I question my friendships. The hard thing to realize two months before you're supposed to graduate. If that like all your friends are whores. I didn't know that they were all whores. The people that you've spent for the most. Yeah, every, everything's a lie. It took you going to the Bahamas to figure that the fuck out. We're not even through the first episode yet. She's realizing all of this. Let's see. It's important years of your life with. If that is it. You know, there's nothing wrong with either of the ways we went about having... Oh vacation. wait, I think I can Google Chrome it. Holy shit. Quick quick pause. This could change the fucking the game here. Let me see if I can Chromecast this. If I can Chromecast this. Cast this here page. Oh, fuck yeah. Yeah, now we're cooking with gas. You know, there's nothing wrong with either of the ways we went about having fun on our vacations. We just, you know, I guess we're in different modes in a way. <laughs> I was in the mode of getting random fucking dick and she was being fucking gay. You know, sometimes you're just being fucking gay. This is still 2001. I can say gay. What do we say here? I'm going to read the chat here. 
Got appendicitis. It was a close-up trip. I went on one of those. $300 uh, to a freshman in high school was like $300. Yeah, dude, $300 was a lot. It's hard to realize I judge my friends for their sexual choices. That's a Ponte, not anyone else. I bet you could find a lot of these folks on Facebook. It would be such a great... So what, finding... Uh, finding what on Facebook would be a good podcast segment. Oh, that's not going to work. We're going to have to go back to the old way. Sorry, guys. I think we might have to be at a break here. We might have to take a break and then come back because I do have some stuff planned. Pull this back up. All right, let's go back to this. So mad. Lay on the beach all day. They drink at night. Lay on the beach all day. Drink. At, that's so how it goes. Just, it's just totally day. Day. Yeah, but most of the day they're getting over from the night before. He's just like, dude. So many girls were trying to grab my hog. It's very intrusive. We had a day where the kids were tired and the kids started to vent a lot of things. This is where it's more than just music. It's teaching how to get along, it's teaching how to work together, it's teaching how- It's teaching how to not do that thing with your eyes when you see a Chinese person. God damn it, they've been doing it so much on this vacation. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna take like a 5-10 minute break and pump a, uh, a bowl up here. A little chillum, but we're gonna return. Like I said, I got all afternoon, I got nowhere to fucking go. Accelerate time. Alright. Easing back in here. Let's make it official. Well, Alright, so let's continue on, I think, with the uh, ratings here. I love these commercials from 2004, though. It blows my mind that this is history now. These commercials are like, this is considered history. This is eight. I call it the Dazed and Confused rule. That's why I put on 04 specifically. Dazed and Confused came out in 1994. <clears throat> Maybe three. But it was about 1976. So it was about like 18 years previous. But when I watched Dazed and Confused as a kid, it felt like ancient history. It felt like I was watching Andy Griffith. Like, oh my God, 1976 was so long ago. But it's the same distance from now to 2004. Like if a movie came out now about the year 2004, it would be the same gap as Dazed and Confused. That blows my fucking mind. It makes me feel very old and gray-headed. Hero, Jet Li. This is some sort of interpretation of a William Shakespeare novel. Jet Li was just doing Japanese remakes of Shakespeare's plays during 04. He's back out of this here. <clears throat> Let's do a... Uh, 
Do we want to go to the thing about Pam? Let's see what was new in ratings. Um, I wish I could talk about ratings while we did American High more, but it's minute by minute and I have to keep stopping and starting too much. So we might have to pick something to watch here, but how's the show been so far, guys? We enjoying it? We having fun? Uh, is Kellum back in here, or is it just you and fucking Apante? Let's go to... Let's see. There was something fun on Tuesday. Yeah, let's do this thing about Pam's show. Let's watch fucking Renee Zellweger be goofy. I'm interested in this thing about Pam because it seems like they're trying something big here. But I feel like Renee Zellweger's whole career at this point is put like a weird and fucking prosthetic nose on me and just let me go off. Everyone's trying to act the fuck out of everything. Go back to Pam. Oh no, never mind. Fuck. I'm spastic with the typing here. Here we go. Two down. Again, I was saying the the thing you, the things you can do in this technology and the delay from button to interface is just so annoying. What do we got? This is The Thing About Pam. This debuted on Tuesday, 2.79 super rating. Headlines. The dead woman on the floor was Betsy Faria. It oh. was obvious that her wrists had been slashed. The blade of a kitchen knife was still buried in her neck. A few feet away in the kitchen, her husband Russ was on the phone with 911. Wearing a weird leather jacket. Hysterical. Maybe too hysterical. Yeah, oh, I, so he I killed her. Oh, that's that's Angel from fucking Dexter. Angel. That's when you know it's a, a show in a serious Latin culture. He was Angel, but then the other Mexican people in the show call him Angel. A terrible story. Ooh, knife Two right in the neck. Dead wife, guilty husband, feigning grief. Open and shut the story like that. Get to Renee Zellweger. Easy to judge the book by its cover. You'd think what happened on Sumac Drive was at the hands of Russ Faria. And you'd be wrong. Dead wrong. Enter Pam Hop. You know when people want you to admit to something you didn't do? I can't do that. I'm not that kind of person. They don't know who I am. I'm a businesswoman. I do business all the time. This is a weird, one of these weird, surreal, like, Ted Danson fucking, like, this is a fan, a weird fantasy world where murder's fun, and, you know, we all fuck each other. Great guy. I'm Renee Zellweger, and I'm trying so fucking hard right now. My husband, Mark. This is very copying off Six Feet Under. Like the early seasons of Six Feet Under having those surrealist kind of commercials for everything. Always oh, got to have a weird curly haired dork to be the sun in shows now. Don't we look to quote Crocious. Everyone's so quirky and unique. Surely, <clears throat> R.I.P. 
took care of her till the very end. But I bet you this show will have a bump up. So it debuted at 2.79 million. Uh, I bet it will take a win. Uh, because it just seems too low for something about Renee Zellweger. It's real quirky and goofy and musical-y, so more people will watch next week. But I think that will be the tell <clears throat> of whether people like it or not. Damn, she's blah, 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 but everyone knows it was her husband. Did you hear that 911 call? So we're all going to figure out who the fuck murdered this fucking headless Puerto Rican lady. And then I get stuck with his problems? I had to deal with her bratty daughters. I already don't want to deal with it because we know the how these shows go. Even the ones I like. Only Murders in the Building was a great show. But they introduce all these quirky characters that you end up fucking... You fall in love with all of them. So you start getting in your head that like, oh, where's the where's the wrong foot coming? Which one of these people is going to end up being the bad guy? And it ends up being the same one. It always ends up being a character they introduce later... And then that ends up being the fucking, uh, the, the killer here. Hello? Hey, how A Bloomhouse, Blumhouse production. Blumhouse is all over the place. They really did sell out. Blumhouse was like the big indie studio and now they're just fucking doing everything. I was thinking of that bad day a couple chemos ago. Like I said, all fucking, all, everything is the past. You can't, it's impossible to do a good story in current times outside of euphoria we're talking about euphoria in the chat that's the one good that it takes place in current times you don't have any form of nostalgia keeping it on track uh it's just good because it's good but this one you, if they're going back to 2011 this is a, a decade can i come back and get you i was a year into stand-up in 2011 game i got yeah if i want to go home he will just get me after his guy's night I don't mind driving. I'll come after dinner. See how you're doing. Big puffy coat. Oh, she's not Puerto Rican. They look alike. Always get a good couple that looks alike. So anyway, that's the Pam show. Um, that debuted 2.79. So that'll be bottom table. But we'll see how that fucking rises. Um, lot of uh, resident came back and took a win. But other than that, most things lost here. See if anything good Wednesday came out. If nothing good Wednesday came out, we'll go to we'll close out with some TV history here. Come on, load you bitch. Want to see what I'm dealing with here? A page that don't load. The graph didn't load, guys. High school high. So uh, what we had yesterday, now these ratings aren't official yet. So this is Wednesday. This is yet last night. Survivor and The Masked Singer all had season debuts. Domino Masters had a series debut. Do we want to watch Domino Masters? Oh, no, we'll do TV history. Fuck it. I got to save some stuff for Crocious. I have to save some stuff for Crow. Um, so we'll save Domino Masters and Kung Fu and all that fun stuff for Crocious. Um, we'll go to TV history here. Um, let's see. Here's a show I think we should watch to close out. Um, fuck. Hang on, guys. I'm sorry. 
I'm sorry for this taking so long. But we're going to fire it up here. This is something from 1997. A little something for you boys from Chicago. Let's go ahead and cast this. <clears throat> this is from 1997. This is Chicago Suns. Jason Bateman, David Krumholtz, D.W. Moffat, who was really trying to be him and Bates era Bateman were really vying for popularity. And boy, did Jason Bateman fucking come through. Oh, see, they shot ketchup and mustard at the screen. 1997 Chicago, all the fucking all the shots. Is that Chandler before Chandler? He's Chandler before Chandler. Bateman was Chandler before Chandler. Satellite got hooked up to our cable. And if it's dad, I'm still enrolled in college and my professors find me amusing and delightful. He was the first cool nerd I ever was ever in my life. That was like as a kid, I strived to be David Krumholtz. He almost banged Wednesday Adams. He did a lot of big things. Now he wishes he was taller. <laughs> Here are the photographs you wanted. Um, some I'm in lingerie, some I'm in a bathing suit. And I even threw in some stuff. It's called Chicago Boys, because they're a bunch of Chicago boys. That apartment is so fucking big. I don't care what Jason Bateman does in that tie. He ain't affording this apartment alone. Crumholtz like would be selling fucking Molly to fucking sixth graders to fucking pull off this rent. Oh. Harry, with me as her manager, soon every man in Chicago will be babbling in that same exact way. See, I'm putting Gina on a billboard, just her picture and the word Gina. You know, I'm thinking talk shows. See, I'm putting this broad on a billboard. We're really just invading her privacy here. SA stuff. We're really just essaying this girl. Genius, genius, little brother. I'd hate to think you threw away six weeks of college for nothing. <laughs> hey, guys. Hey, Mike. Here comes Moffat. Good job yet? Well, at least you tried. <laughs> These are all just dudes that look like Chandler Bing from Friends. Job over on Except for Krumholtz. He was a fucking warrior. A unique warrior. Two or three days. Careful with that two or three day stuff. I fell for that six months ago. Bill, you can come and stay with me and Lisa as long as you want. No problem. Yes. I'm wondering what him and Lisa's apartment looks like. Who plays Lisa? That's what I want to know. So many things that probably didn't get discovered because it got canceled after eight episodes. Joni loves Chuch. <laughs> Mikey, that's terrible. Sit down. What the hell happened? I mean, how could Lisa kick you out? I mean, were you seeing another woman or something? What are you, nuts? She's my whole life. They do have big noses. I'm not saying what that signifies, but you know, you know how it means. Well, hello, Larry. Right? <laughs> something you did? Something you didn't do? I don't know what happened. God, things were perfect. I'm sitting there on the Barca lounger watching Bassmasters like I always do. Wow, what a series of fucking references that they didn't know were references at the time. Just sitting on the Barca lounge talking to my big mouth Billy Bass, listening to Beatles 1, when all of a sudden... What exactly did you want to talk about? I don't know, something about me not being in touch with my emotions. Hey, you know, women say that to me all the time. What the hell are they talking about? <laughs> All these shows in the 90s were just about how the gals didn't get it. 
I'll tell you what they didn't. Are you sure it's not your fucking goddamn clothes you're wearing? Your suits that you're wearing, but you clearly have not gone to any job. David Krumholtz looks like the inside of a fucking leather jacket. This looks like, let me see. Let's look up. When Chicago boys. So we got two definitions here. The original Chicago boys were a group of Chilean economists prominent in the 70s and 80s, a uh, majority of whom were educated in the Department of Economics. Um, but we'll go to show. I just thought it would be fun to announce that this show was named after a bunch of Chilean econ economists. Oh my god, there's no, not even a fucking Wikipedia for this. I just sold building design that is so brilliant, revitalized the entire Chicago skyline. Holy shit. I don't think. Well, it could collapse. Chicago Suns. It's called Chicago Suns. I get so wrapped up in the visual aspects of my design, where the what the fuck happened to their father? Do they love you before or after they're crushed under 26 stories of concrete steel? Yeah, yeah, well, you see, that's why I need your expertise. I bet now your buildings fall down. Well, none that I know of. And again, I don't watch that much. Three brothers move into an apartment overlooking Wrigley Field. That is the only premise to this show. Maybe that's why it only lasted 13 episodes, because they didn't move beyond that. They thought Bateman was just going to be Hogan family Bateman and lead them all to the fucking promised land. Uh, this was on NBC. Yeah, when's this due? Manana. What? Please, oh, please. No, Por no, favor. No, no, no. <laughs> Mr. Sturdy, man, is swamped with work over here. If I so D.W. Moffat, it looks like, is about to get dumped by his wife because it says a recently separated construction worker moves into an apartment with his two younger brothers. I have to think about my breakup with Derek. So that's why they both look like Chandler, because they're supposed to be Chandler boys. Ooh, look at the rig, baby. Overlooking the field. George? God, that apartment is owned by the Ricketts family now. They would have booted these fucking slackers immediately. They'll never win an Oscar. <laughs> Look how fucking lived in that apartment is. What happened to these parents? Why do you have so much stuff and you're just two orphaned boys? I'm the happiest man in the Windy City. I totally sexually assaulted a girl at work today, bro. Well, no, not quite yet, but I do have a game plan. Oh, for the love of God, stop it, Mike. <laughs> Mary, don't tell me you're going to invite her up to the roof to watch a Cubs game. You know, some women really enjoy that. Yeah, a guy can never have too many female best friends. <laughs> the color of that fridge reminds me of my grandparents' house. Six. That yellow, ki that kitchen yellow. Okay, you're right. Lindsay's finally available. I must act decisively. You always need to do some act where it makes him look sloppy. My f my picture's covering it, but he poured the milk all in a line with the glasses. Maneuver is something that you do. That is you gotta let him know that Bateman's a wild card. No, but see you in a whole new light. Like the time you shaved down before the swim meet and then found out you didn't make the... Shave down. That's the joke. You couldn't get too wild on TV, so shave down means 
naked balls. I'm going to ask her to fly with me this weekend down to New Orleans, where we'll check into a romantic bed and breakfast. And, and I will have my way with her, regardless of whether she says yes or not. Let her come to you. You know, Mike, you've been preaching that do nothing approach since high school. Does that actually work? Hell yes. It's the foundation. Hell yeah. Any any of you have a wife that left him? I'm going to shave. That do nothing attitude got me my wife who cheated on me like a whore. Talk with his wife. Why would you do that? I'm going to shave in the bathroom. Caroline in the city was way better than this. Sybil was cooking hot at this point. <laughs> Two of a kind by the Olsen twins was better than this. Look at the train in the background. Harry, what are you doing out here in Cicero? I'm going to find other episodes for this to watch with Crow. You know how you're always saying the Kolchak brothers are basically the same guy? Yeah. All right. For the purposes of my little visit... I am your recently estranged husband, Mike. Okay, go. All right. Lisa, I'm very sorry for everything that I did wrong as your husband. Forgive me. I love you. Now, please don't make me stay out of Well, uh, what was the... Brett Butler show was the Roseanne knockoff. He says that he'd take a Roseanne knockoff, Aponte says in the chat. That was Brett Butler's show. Grace Under Fire, that was the fucking Roseanne knockoff. Mike Kolchak in couples counseling, no way. Oh, now you're Harry. But now I'm every guy. Look at him rocking the le- classic fucking, I'm about to fucking either swindle you in some sort of tax scheme or roofie you. The Letterman jacket over the fucking tuxedo shirt. Mom and dad used to do when they had problems. We already tried bowling. Did you get the shirts? <laughs> Enjoy your big brother, Harry. You're going to be living with him for a long time. You know, Leroy, if you want them really big fish, you stay right by the lily pads and those bass will be jumping on them. What if they just banged? So he's at his as his brother's ex-wife. Their house is way cleaner. There's less papers on the ground, so you know she's put together. But what if they just started fucking right there? What if she's just like, I'm not going to get back with your brother, but I will fucking sit on your remote here. What's wrong with right here? This looks like the same set they use for Just Shoot Me. The David Spade vehicle, Just Shoot Me. Why, Miss Jones, garter belt and stockings under the business suit, coincidence. See, it's okay because another woman is is invading privacy with them it's not illegal they're not peeping tom because there is a uh a peeping fucking tammy there with them flat surface he's gonna sexually assault her while they're peeping tomming someone what a fucking 1997 combo all you need is jose canseco on steroids and this is the fucking 90s yeah just when it was getting good yeah Morning. Smoke or snuggle? I uh, remember Derek tried to do both at once. Set my hair on fire. Derek, the ex. Yeah. Derek. Yeah. Uh, Ooh, he's got something to pray, pray on. Question to ask you about Bateman, you pervert. Plan to spend your time during this uh, rebound period. Well, uh, I don't know. I- Man, he looks fucking the way he folded his arms. He just looks like he's fucking. Withdrawing from pussy. Creeps and psychopath. Yeah. One, one jerk actually asked me to fly away with him for the weekend. Huh? Ew. Yeah. Maybe someplace like New Orleans, huh? <laughs> Nothing that stupid. Ah, uh, you're fucking Harry, stupid, Bateman. Look, she's emasculating you, man. 
Gonna give this girl what for? Don't worry, she'll get her comeuppance at the end, bro. No, I haven't. That's very sweet. I would love to. Yeah? Yeah. All right. You know, every girl deserves a friend like you. Oh, she zoned him. She put him in the zone. You gotta rape her now. Murphy's, we probably did open mics so there. you did not do the bold maneuver. Due to circumstances beyond my control, the only intelligent thing to do was to back away from the bold maneuver. They probably are pleated. They're definitely baggy dress pants. Aponte asked if they're pleated. That hair is amazing. That's the remnant of a mullet. That's a I don't want to lose it yet mullet. Phrase, I'm lucky to have a friend like you. <laughs> I don't know why. I feel like buying drinks. Three beers, please. Coming right up. They're just a couple lovable losers, just like the Cubs. Sorry. Look, um, I don't normally do this, but it is happy hour, and I thought I'd give you my yeah. number. And I think I, Mike Shapiro probably vomited in that bar after this show was shot there. Married, then definitely call me. You remember Mike Shapiro? <laughs> Rest in peace, Mike Shapiro. The do nothing approach. <laughs> oh. oh, he tore it up. How weird is this world? A waitress who doesn't even know you throws herself at your feet and your wife who loves you hates your guts. What's wrong with him? Gee, I don't know. Maybe something just reminded him that his marriage is falling apart. Well, at least thought it already fell apart. The premise of this episode is, oh, they're separated. It's not official yet. Don't worry, it will be. Or was that supposed to be the thing? Is him living with his brother supposed to, like... Bring him back. Hey, Mike, that was quick. Uh, did you call Lisa? I wonder if they had this whole arc. Job site. What makes you think I called Lisa? I went and I bought some coke. What makes you think I'm gonna fucking put some cocaine on the head of my dick and numb it up and we're gonna have a good time? You're gonna go to John Barleycorn, man. No, of course not. I thought it might help. <laughs> Mikey, have you and Lisa ever considered couples therapy? Oh, give me a break. I would never go to couples <laughs> therapy. <laughs> Well, it's a waste to go over to Lisa's. You I missed the cough Lisa? button. Well, why hit me? You're closer. <laughs> Are you buttoning into my like life? I'm just trying to help out. I don't need help, especially from the bold maneuver guy. Well, we'll clue in. This isn't some waitress. This is your wife here. The do-nothing approach is not working. Look, there's four people in the bar. We don't have to yell this loud. Now, what goes on between me and My Lisa? favorite part of sitcoms is they never have anybody reacting in the background. If there was someone having this kind of argument, you would be gawking at them. You wouldn't just let this fucking ride. You'd be like, hey, guys, shut the fuck up. For the record, I was behind you all the way, man. Not one homosexual either in this fucking show. Guys, this is Gina. Look at their rooftop Hello. bar. You know, that billboard's already working. It's magic. All of Chicago. Oh my God, that guy. Gina. And just one of those people happens to host a little local chat show we like to call Oprah. Oprah. Now, way to go, Billy. That guy over in the top is uh, the dude that the penguin bites his face off in Batman Returns. He, he bites his nose. Hey, everybody, one of Billy's business schemes finally took off. He's representing a star. Hey. Hey. Oh, I can't wait to meet Oprah. He was so cute on the Andy Griffith show. <laughs> He's directing now, isn't he? Never mind. <laughs> Cause she's a dumb broad. The girl that you really like up to the roof, what is the worst thing that could possibly happen? She brings her ex-boyfriend who she just got back together with. Right. Ta-da! Hey, Harry. Right. Do you know if it wasn't for you, Derek and I wouldn't be standing here right now? Oh, I could just kick myself. Yeah, I, the other 
day. I knew we were gonna meet Derek. I was gonna say Derek. Who's who's gonna play Derek? Flowers and two tickets to New Orleans. They don't leave a line on the ground. You fucking reference shit in '90s sitcoms. Isn't makeup sex the best sex there is? Uh, who the fuck says that? That's a little more than Harry needed to know. Don't be silly. That is a numero uno getting back together story. Don't be silly. I am gonna masturbate to that thought later. Except I'm gonna put my face over his face. On this girl slash ex-boyfriend scenario, what is the worst thing that could happen beyond that? Uh, she and her ex are telling you how they got back together and had great sex. That's very good. I should take you more seriously. They really should have let Krumholtz take more of a lead at this point. Oh, Maddie was. There's no way. Bateman wasn't anything. This is before Dodgeball. You can look at Jason Bateman's career pre and post Dodgeball. He's dick come at? Gina, how can I phrase this delicately? I'm married, but I'm not dead. They got a Chicago accent guy, but he's bad at it. How can you just... There are so many Chicago improvisers that could have done that. I don't need to look elsewhere. I also love that he's the only one that talks like that. Is there only one fucking Chicagoan? Game time! Look at him in his butt-kiss jersey. Mike here. Everything's gonna be fine. Except he's gonna jump off the roof. Mike! There's a chance Lisa might not take me back. What if he jumps off the roof because he founds out that Bateman fucked with him between fucked his ex-wife between commercial breaks there on the recliner when he was wearing that letterman jacket you don't put a letterman jacket on and go to your buddy's ex's house unless you're planning some shit six sessions in advance Ooh, they took a bet on his misery the fucking angle is all wrong the way they have the fucking they shoot the first of all they showed the pale building and this one's brick you can't see the game that well from those rooftops I'm watching too much best masters well, the important thing is that you went huh? let me tell you something basic training in the marine corps was a cakewalk next to that shrink's office could you still love lisa what do you think i think that you start from there you sure do whatever it takes he just you still love lisa smell those fingers and he's like that's lisa you motherfucker! I'm not saying I'm sorry. Then don't. That would be a sitcom. This guy having to live with his two brothers when he, f and then he finds out that the older brother fucked the ex-wife. But then the show happens. Thirteen episodes after that. Larry, he'll pull it out as soon as the Cubs score. <laughs> oh, and that was never gonna happen because they were bad. Don't worry, next year the fucking Sammy Sosa and steroids save that. Um, is that fifth floor Lindsay of the not so bold maneuver? Oh, so it's 51, Aponte. I have the screen reversed. It's fucking, uh, it's, it's a Dick Butkus jersey. Because of copyright, I flipped the screen and shit. Oh, do something. Uh, Lindsay, can I talk to you for a second? Sure, sure. Uh, I had a completely different picture about this evening. What do you mean? Well, in my I was totally going to rape you tonight, and then you came with your ex-boyfriend. Now I'm just going to try and shove this hot dog down the front of your pants and hope that that turns you on. Um, Fucking God bless well, Jim Miller. Maybe it's better you didn't, um, because it probably would have confused me. Can you hold these for a second? Yeah. Uh-oh, uh-oh. Oh, yeah, 
Yeah, that definitely would have confused me. Uh oh, Derek's about to knock his ass out. Jason Bateman just philandering all day. Um, what exactly is going on here? Ah, uh, Derek, I'll explain it later. He's gonna say that something was lost in her throat, some sort of '90s fucking excuse, and he's dumb. Oh yeah, knocked him out. That's my brother, man. Okay, here's the deal. There's two ways off this roof. One is the stairs. There, there's another way? <laughs> what? Harry, are, are you okay? Yeah. Lindsay, come on, let's get out of here. When did you start hitting? Tonight. You and I have to talk. Might want to try this couples counselor. She's that guy looks like Rick Meyer. That's Chicago Bears quarterback Rick Meyer that just knocked out Jason Bateman. What the hell were you doing? You should do something. Yeah, not swallow her tongue in front of the boyfriend. I'm a little jealous, Mike. In a partially married kind of way. Yeah. You know, it's really I wish I could. The only thing holding you back from sexually assaulting a lady is marriage. What a gent. It's a hell of a home run. Would a Glenn Allen Hill hit that fucker? Who was on the Cubs in 1997 that could have hit a rooftop? I don't Maybe Sosa wasn't steroided up that much yet. He's listening to this music that we cannot play. Uh, he's dancing around, though. Um, but I think I'm, I am going to wind it down, though. I think that was uh, enough of a stream for today. Looks like Lindsay could be the next member. Did you guys enjoy it? Did yeah, we enjoy the stream? Uh, things are definitely going to be a little awkward around the office tomorrow. Well, if they are, I know what I do. Quit that job. Yeah. <laughs> so what's the next move? Nothing. I do nothing. I don't even think about it. That's called denial. Therapy word. Yeah, let's just live like dudes. We're never pay rent. You know they threw a wall down the middle of that fucking apartment and turned it into fucking rehab housing. Uh, again, not one homosexual. Um, I resent that. The world's largest gay bar. Um, but anyway, that was uh, the show. Um, you know? I feel like I pulled it out in the end. I started out pretty terrible. Uh, but we're going to edit that whole part of the show out. Uh, and forget it ever fucking happened. But we covered a lot of stuff. Baseball came back. Khalil Mack is no longer a bear. I'm sure I'll get into that more with my co-host when he comes. Uh, but I thank you guys for uh, for for hanging with me here and, and watching TV. Um, KeithPazel.com for all the back episodes. I got a nice new TV league table that will all be updated within the next six hours here with all the official... TV League updates. Um, we'll be back here in probably a few days. Uh, ooh, I sounded like I was going to cry. <clears throat> we'll be back here in a few days. Uh, KeithPazel.com slash pay-per-view to donate. Uh, follow us on all the social medias. This is Keith Pazel or Keith Pazel. Um, just search that name, K-E-I-T-H-P-A-E-S-E-L, and subscribe to fucking all of it. Uh, we'll see you when we see ya. Love you.
can we announce we are off the air when we are off the air?